If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want to coach and tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, producer Carl just counted us down, and we're back in the studio in Pod Studio One in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, with another episode of not a podcast, but a quick cast. Quick cast. The GOAT Consulting Quick Cast. <laughs> in studio, as always, um, you took off your jacket, your athletic wear. But look at that little guitar. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. impressive. Without he's, wearing the GOAT brand, he's ready the founder, CEO of the GOAT family of brands, the Empire, my good friend, Tyler Burnett. Tyler, thanks for being here again today. That's what they call him in the playground. Thanks, thanks for pulling off the interstate and being able to swing by here for 45 minutes and give just a little bit of your time. We're out closing six-figure deals week to week. <laughs> and on the left, from Williamson County, with a new shirt this week, 2020, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Love is not canceled, and now it's to not. bless your heart. Every shirt is full of emotion. The calming force to our show, John. <laughs> he needs no last name. Just John. I'm just go with John. The pregnant pause there. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, for dramatic, John Byers. Dramatic John effect. Byers. Like, thank you. Thank dramatic you. effect. Thank I you. forgot his name here. Hang on. <laughs> this has happened thank before. You. We've no, been friends I for just 12 see, years. I just wanted to see. Well, he said last that's, podcast we weren't friends. Deep. He said, or before the show, he said, are we friends? And you, we both got a little he nervous basically about that. said we weren't friends. we got a great show for you today. Let's stay on <laughs> we task. we get there. we got a great show for you today. Y- y- the show today in the quick cast, a car ride home and a car ride back. Mm, that's good. Is around feedback. And feedback scary. is scary. Feedback is scary. I still remember when my swimming coach, Rory Hartley, Rory, I'm going to send this to you when you Wait, listen, when you did listen. Did you to this. just say you were a swimmer? I was a great swimmer. Oh God, my that gosh! Is, I'll I'll send you the pictures. Thank you for I'll that. post it on the Goat Consulting. <sighs> Only uh, if you're in a speedo. I am. I am in a speedo. I quit Banana because hammock. I had to wear <laughs> because I had to wear the speedo. I couldn't take it anymore, brother. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to go there in my, out of my childhood. But the feedback that he said to me was, <laughs> he said, Colby. He took me out of the pool, and he said, if you do not go to the other end of the pool and not breathe, in other words, if you do breathe, I'm going to beat you with this kickboard. I wow. took I took one breath. Would that what? be allowed in 2020? No, you can't do that. <laughs> and he popped me with that kickboard, and guess what? I got in there, went to the other end, and I made it. So it's feedback. And, and the one thing that I know— Don't breathe. <laughs> about feedback, yes. Everybody in 2020, make sure you keep breathing. Um, or we will have a bless your heart moment. Is uh, is that feedback is where we learn the most? Now that's mm-hmm. counterintuitive to what we're taught. We're taught we're taught these myths, things like, oh, you learn the most in struggle, or you learn the most in the experience, mm. or you learn the most in a classroom setting, where somebody else that knows what they're talking about is telling you a group of people where you're seeing they're passive. No, you learn the most. When that coach, when Coach Pete takes that cowboy clicker remote, pulls it back and says, Tyler, you see where your feet are? You see where your arms are? You see where your eyes are? You see where your head is? Those are all not Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing in the moment. Yeah. So today, the simple idea, the blocking and tackling, 
is around feedback, and it's where you learn the most. How do you give it? How do you get it? How do you do it in difficult situations? This so, is, go ahead. No, what? so I, I've got a quote, and it comes from my goat, and it just seemed perfect to fit it in right here. Please. Um, my, Please. my friend and um, just a goat, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. She's your friend? We're not. We're kind of friends. <laughs> she she said earlier in the show, I wasn't as friend as she is. Go she ahead. doesn't realize it, but we're friends. We need to meet her. That sounds weird now, but yeah, her, her people are talking to our people. That's right. That's right. I remember coming. you setting she's, that up. She's wanting to come I on the show. I remember you setting that up. But she is a goat, by the way. I mean, she's got the most watched TED Talk of all time. And I don't know good. how many views that is, but she. if you don't know Brene Brown, you need to take a lesson from Colby, use the Google Put her put her name in there. <laughs> the most expensive, inexpensive textbook on the planet. She is a shame. I've watched it 17 times. So I'm 17. So I'm 17 of the 8 million. She is a shame and uh, research. Shame and empathy. Experts. Shame and vulnerability. vulnerability. Sorry. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Uh, researcher. And uh, she is awesome. And here's how she puts it. And I love this. It's such a great quote. And I thought about it immediately as we thought about this episode. She said, if you aren't in the arena... Also, getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. I love it. And it's so good, yeah. right? Like, this is, we talked in an earlier episode, go back and listen. This is a PG tell your show, friends. by the way. Yeah, well. Just clear that. I mean, it's easy, it's I was, I was it's easy to give feedback from the sidelines, right? I was in a, I was in a quote there. If it's okay if you use <laughs> It is okay. Quotes, right? I agree. What do you think she means by that? I think we got to be in the arena together. One of our earlier episodes, go back and listen Tell your friends, share, subscribe. Yep. We talked about this new evolution of coaching, right? And I think this is part of it. I mean, coaching today Feedback's a huge is, part of it. is feedback. And how you give it. Mutual, how you give it, how you get it, right? It's right. a mm-hmm. mutual it's a mutual process. And I right. think that's really where she was going. Look, if we're not in the arena together, don't stand up on some pedestal uh, or title or authority and give me feedback if you're not in the arena with me, willing to also receive feedback. You like that? That's great. I mean, well, let's wrap it up. I think that's it. I think we're good. <laughs> well, I'm All glad right. you. I'm glad you brought that quote to Speaking the table. Of quick cast, but, but because <laughs> quicker, quicker <laughs> cast. Because she is a goat. Um, this, the same things hold true to this uh, quick cast that hold true to all quick casts. Number one, we're going to serve it up in a way that you can get it, and that's why we have the the syrup bottle right in front of us there from Walmart that my son possibly Walmart. Uh, took. Waffle House. Yeah. Waffle House. Start over. It's a. It's got a big yellow tag. Yes, I'm sorry that my son possibly took from there. I'm still haven't been able to prove that yet. (laughs) But we want to serve it up in a way that you can get it. We want to make the complex simple. We want to get messy with topics, and and we don't want to just put them in a bento box and set them to the side. We want to actually try to unpack them and explain them and make sense of them and how they work inside of our lives. Mm. We we talk about goats and and. uh, John Byers just talked about one of the greatest uh, that that certainly has impacted all of us, um, and that's uh, Brene Brown. And a goat is not only recognized for their greatness, but they're also recognized for their ability to have elevate other people. In business, it's people like Brene that have a unique perspective. That she she sat down. How cool is it one day that she goes, you know, I think I want to deconstruct shame and vulnerability. Those are the kind of people I want to hang out with. In other words, I want to break it apart, figure out what it is, and teach other people how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unique perspective, yep. unique education, unique experience. That's what people that are goats in business compete on. They also understand that what gives them energy 
is what gives other people energy. We hope that you feel the energy coming through uh, the, the quick cast today. We got to change our sign. They also cre- yes, they it's also create. I agree. Thank you. You're on. <laughs> no, your, I know that's, a guy. Your, that's your task for I the know week. A guy. And, and and really, at the end, what makes it all work together is, and I love this idea, is they goats. And Tyler, you're a great example of it. In the last two weeks of of all the deals you put together, is they look at it and say it's not only about new levels of challenge, but simultaneously, it's about new levels of opportunity. I spoke for the first time this uh, this week on a remote platform as a keynote speaker on a computer. Now, I've done some terrifying things in my life. Like the first time that I ever spoke to a group, they said, hey, will you come speak to us? And it was over in Brentwood. I was like, yeah, sure. Didn't prepare. You know me. We can figure it out. When mm-hmm. we get there, we'll make it happen. I walk out there, and it's 500 people, and they said— uh, In your Speedo. Yeah, in my Speedo. Rory was Wouldn't in Wouldn't that be mind. a great entry? <laughs> like you're expecting this— yeah, you know, guy in their fifties to walk out, and you can wear your speedo 50. today on well, Zoom. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fifty yet, He's got but I said to now, myself, could I could I pull the fire alarm? Could I run out the door? Could I crawl underneath the table? Here's your speaker, Colby Jubinville. Well, I had that same moment. I had that same moment with this technology, and and what was cool about it was when I got done, it was a place where I had new levels of challenge, getting on that remote and doing it, and new levels of opportunity. And then the last part, and now that's why we're all at the table. He's in his 30s. I'm in my four, excuse, four, four, you're in your 40s. I'm in my 50s. God, I'm starting to really lose my mind. I'm, I'm almost 50. Well, it's not, neither of those is quite exactly true. We're yeah. getting close. Yeah. So you're not you're, totally off. Yeah. And so the stages of life, 20s, we get in the game. What was the first game you got into? Cutting grass. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> I'll have to go back and change the whole framework. My great my great grandmother got so upset. I used to be in the push mower, and I'd have to look through the the first and the second bar, you know, because I'd be pushing like this. We have a lot of similarities. My dad, my first my lawn dad, mower. Yeah, that was my dad. You know, he he purposely had gave me a mower that had a spark plug that every time I started it would shock me. It's <laughs> just God, what a great idea. What great that. what great feedback. Seriously. <laughs> You're getting punished. Ooh, fire gets, that thing up. He gets to go to war for today. He didn't 20s, have a nice problem. In our twenties, we no, we get in the game. You gotta be you gotta give nice feedback today. In our thirties, we move up in the game. In our forties, where I am, we try to stay in the game because that damn technology and those 30-year-olds has changed and are so good. In our fifties, we say, What is it that we really want? And part of this podcast is you taking all three of those ideas, serving it up in a way that you can get it, asking yourself, what is it that you really want to become in terms of a GOAT? Is it the new challenge? Is it the new energy? Is it perspective, education, experience? And then going out there and, and putting that all together. And that's what makes up a GOAT. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big data person, right? And mm. so I remember, and I don't know exactly who, probably... Um, you're I'm, a big dater or date up or something. Oh, that's a good distinct distinct. Well, you were a big to, dater at UGA. I was not. I know I, that. Listen, Vanessa I and I met in high school. So and you've uh, been on the straight and narrow ever since. Straight and narrow. That's why I love you. And this probably feedback came from Vanessa at one point, <laughs> actually. So that's a good segue. But I remember I remember hearing this and it impacted me so much I can't even remember who gave it to me. But being such a data person, I'll, if I'm wrong or if I'm right, I want to be able to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, again, probably Vanessa saying, listen, nobody cares about your data. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you can prove it one way or the other. Somebody, my perception is my reality. 
Yeah, it's true. And that was the feedback. And I thought, man, like that kicked me in the face. Like it doesn't matter if I feel like I'm right or wrong or if I am right or wrong, right? It's how is someone else feeling about how I'm behaving or helping them feel or whatever that might be, right? Like that was a big point for me. It's about caring, right? Caring. Yeah. And the flip side of that, and that's what the employee's thinking, right? That kind of reminded me of Jim Smythe's diplomat description. Just lay it on us. Yeah, well, and it can go the opposite way, obviously, but uh, Mr. Jim, my landlord, where I wouldn't be where I'm at right <laughs> now Smythe, without him. That's right, the Smythe Center. The soon-to-be-named Smythe Center in label coming in my building. Wow. He says, Tyler, yes, sir. He said, you know the definition of a diplomat? I said, no, sir. He said, the ability to tell him to go to hell and enjoy the way, enjoy the path there. Jeez. So, but it, but it kind of reminded me of what you said, though. Like, it's not about the numbers and telling them to go to hell. It's about them enjoying the ride to there. They don't even. And getting paid to do it. And getting paid to do it. Wow. You know, so, uh, obviously, that can go on the positive side just as much as it did yeah. the negative in that But it's context. a skill set, right? But it's a skill set. And, and that's what we're talking about today is feedback. So, do you subscribe? I, I believe, I have believed from an early age, uh, Wayne Williams used to give it to me daily. Feedback is where you learn the most. People that are highly successful, yeah. highly influential, constantly crave feedback. And I, and I think it's not just from a coach. I mean, from my perspective, when I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm thinking about feedback from my customers. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So I, I Those think, Google reviews. Yeah, exactly. I think you have to take feedback from from anybody from from all different areas, whether Absolutely. it's your team, whether it's your wife, manufacturer, wife, kids. customers, kids, whatever. But mm. so um, Brene Brown wrote a book called Daring Leadership, and she talks about in that book after interviewing hundreds of CEOs and executives in leadership of some of the Fortune 100, 500 companies. And she said one of the most consistent themes she heard around this topic of feedback is we've got a nice problem here. Oh, meaning what? And she went on to say that, you know, sometimes we mistake being nice with withholding the truth. Yeah. And when you think about truly caring, and it doesn't mean that you can be, you don't have to be a jerk or deliver feedback in a negative, ugly way. Mm-hmm. But it means that we can do it in a way that's caring when it's the truth, and we can still be nice about it. But being nice isn't withholding the truth. Being nice is delivering truth and honest feedback in, in, a, in a, an appropriate way, face-to-face, regardless of the fear. Because the truth is we have a nice problem because we have a fear problem. I, what I, are people going to think of me? How am I going to come across? Do you feel that? I couldn't. I, I, do you feel that? I remember that. In your role? Well, not right now. But when I worked for a Fortune 100 company you felt the other in North side. America, no, you, you every manager in the building felt like they had one foot in the door and one foot out the door. Interesting. And wow. if they, because of fear, yep, they had a nice problem. Well, and they knew they knew what they need they knew what they needed to get done, but they were afraid to do it because they felt like they had one foot in the door and one foot out the door. Yeah, it's the difference. Between- I, I went through that. I went yeah. through that one time. So long story short, I took an area. We're not, we won't get into it, but downtime was like 30 minutes a shift. So basically you had a pitch, you had a 10-foot pitch, and let's say you installed the left rear seat. The torque gun had to get four good bolt secures at the right torque or the car would stop at the end of the pitch. Basically it would keep you from letting the seat get out and not secured. 
Well, you know, so if you don't get those four good shots by here, the line stops and you get takes you 10 extra seconds, then that's 10 seconds of downtime. So we had 30 minutes of shift on an eight-hour shift when I took over that area. Well, six months into it, we ran our first shift with zero downtime. But what wound up happening to me is that I frustrated so many people, technicians, that eight of them went to HR on me. Huh. Because they didn't like the way I was giving feedback. And I think that when that was able to be to be done, everybody was reserved and scared to give feedback would because you, if somebody didn't like it. Would you do it differently now that you own your own business and now that you've been through what you've been through and looking back at that situation, That's a good question. would you do it differently? And, and if you would, how? I was 25 at the time. Yep. And uh, there's probably some ways that I definitely could have had it. Um, the vice president uh, was kind of over my dad for 20 years. They kind of went back and forth. But he said something great to me in the office one day, and it, it really made me think, you know, could I have done it, done it differently? He said, you know, Tyler, you can, you can win. You can, you can definitely win. But if you turn around behind you and all your soldiers are down on the ground, did you really win? Yeah. Mm. So that's something I always think about now in my business is, you know, how do I, instead of beating down to get what I want, how do I bring those people up and understand how they can take my feedback and get better from it and not be left on the ground behind me? Let's, let's talk about the blocking and tackling of this. Great example. Great contrast and comparison of where you were, the approach that you took, the situation that you were in. It was about data, right? Sure. For me, like you said, it was about data. It was, guys, we're here. We got to be here. Let's go. Let's it, go. It was all about data all and none data. about caring. Yeah. Right? Well, very Because it's very a machine. Yes. It's a machine, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. And so there, what a great comparison to look at where you are today in terms of, of age and understanding people and relationships mm-hmm. and moving from task to relationship and, and the difference between the two. Let, let's talk about the blocking and tackling of this. The big picture idea is we're talking about feedback. Feedback is where you learn the most. Obviously, you took a process and shaved time off of it that turns into money for the corporation, mm-hmm. right? So if, if we look at feedback is where you learn the most – and we believe in that, then the next question is, how do we give it in a way that people will receive it? Here's here's number one, Mm -hmm. if you're taking notes in the audience today. If you really want to give feedback, and to John's point about how do you give it in a way that they'll receive it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's one of the most important parts. I think if I'm coaching a team, here's what I'm saying, number one. We're going to agree all together that feedback is where you learn the most. Yep. If we're not getting feedback, we're not getting better. Okay. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's how you set the stage with this. Then from there, I think the feedback idea, because feedback is a sterile word, I think you turn it into, so that means that coaching is going to become part of our culture. I may even ask the question, can I step in and coach you here? Can I step in and coach you here? Because here's what we know about the world that Tyler, the CEO, the risk of all the investment and the 21,000 square foot facility and all the infrastructure that you've, that you've got created. He wakes, he wakes up every day, goes to bed at night, wakes up in the middle of the night and says this, I get paid to solve problems and make decisions. My people get paid to solve problems and make decisions. How they solve problems and make decisions create results for them and the organization. Mm-hmm. Those results define whether we move up or move down, or stay right where we are. In all of that, 
is the feedback. It's true. And I think, too, I used to think that— <clears throat> And by the way, I call that reality. Everybody at this table gets paid to solve problems and make decisions. Yeah. You get judged on results, and the results define whether John moves up in his career, down his career, stays right where you are. Yeah. And the feedback that you're getting and the feedback that you're giving is going to define the results and define whether you move up or down in the career mm-hmm. and your team's success or failure. And from a leadership standpoint, I used to think brave or courageous, brave or courageous leadership is facing our fear, right? Because we've talked about fear, nice, a nice problem is a fear problem. Why are we don't do or don't give feedback, right? It's a fear issue. I used to think brave leadership is facing our fear, and I'm not sure I think that anymore. I think brave leadership is how we respond to our fear, how we respond to the feedback that we receive mm-hmm. and how we respond and in the way we respond to the feedback that we give as a leader. And well, I think it's critical. It, it's not... How we respond. So part of the well, onus of, of feedback is on the person that's getting it. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest keys to that is not being emotional. Oh, yeah. Speaking trying, up a logic. Trying to take the emotions out of it. It's still hard to under, do. And understand the feedback. Because if you have emotions when you when you're listening to feedback or giving it, you're not gonna give or receive it appropriately, in my opinion. And that that quote came from Yellowstone, which is a good show that I'm sure y'all have probably seen. But he said, "When we go to war, I want that person emotional." And it's it really made me think. Well, maybe not war necessarily for me, but whether it be my employees or a business transaction negotiating a deal. Like, I, I don't want my team emotional. They're going to make an emotional decision. I want them to take the emotions out of it, step back, see where we are, call a spade a spade, and, and take the feedback or give the feedback one. Both ways. Mm-hmm. So the biggest takeaway for you, that last statement that you made, is what? Brave leadership, which I used to think was facing our fear, right? I've talked about that before on this episode. Maybe it's changed since we started this podcast, right? Just being brave, brave. brave. Fear, the only reason courage exists is because, because of fear, fear right? Yep. They're not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. You can be, you can be, have fear and be courageous at the same time, and most of the time we are, right? Fear and courage are going on at the same time. And I used to think brave leadership is is facing our fear. Now, I think I'm more specific around that. Brave leadership is how we respond to that fear. And the truth is, you can interchange fear with feedback in that sentence, right? Brave leadership, how we respond to our fear or our feedback in the way we give it and receive it. And that's, well, what I, that's why I brought up emotional, because fear is being emotional. Well, and, and to, to Brene Brown's point, we, we live in a vulnerable world. The world is vulnerability in her definition, yep. is risk, uncertainty, and emotional exposure. Yeah, you've got it every day in what you do. Mm-hmm. We I've got all it. Every, do. We, we all wake do. up every day. With we it. all do. You, you know, it makes me think about this. And before um, before I do that, I want to say who my goat is, but I think Ooh. it'll tie directly into what you're talking about. But my goat is is Doctor Phil. Oh, how's how's that working out for you? There you go. Do you know who every that is, three o'clock? Is? <laughs> every three o'clock, I I spend a little time. It's my safe place to watch a little Dr. Phil. I'll share He's that pretty with, transparent. I'll share that with our audience. He's a pretty okay. transparent individual. I, I mean, secretly, if, if I'm being honest with you and John and Carl and in the world, uh, in the world uh, I want to be Dr. Phil. Oh, wow. Mm. I would love that. I think I he's reached not. out also to be on the podcast. The I want to be on the I've reached out to be on the show. You know, I, I want you to think about this as we start to bring the plane to the ground, start to bring the plane to the turf, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that, that my son, Jack, and Mary Burke, 
had this most incredible teacher, Rich Campbell, Siegel Elementary School. Rich showed up to work every day. Overalls, white T-shirt, steel tip boots that steel tip shoes that were uh, that were beige, steel tip boots that were beige, and he gave feedback in ways that that nobody else hmm. I've ever seen could give. And if you can give it to children and they'll receive it, then you can give it to anybody. It's impressive. Wow. It's impressive. <laughs> and so he, let me explain and set the stage for this one simple idea about feedback is where you learn the most. He got a set of rules at his, at his classroom called The Rock. Okay. Of course it was. The Rock. I think he probably listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin, The Who, mm-hmm. The Eagles back in the early days, and everything was about the rock and roll, The Rock. Oh, you meant Alcatraz. Well, I think you could probably go there if your mind is full of criminal mischief. But uh, it always that's, is. That's not like, <laughs> go go. I'll give you a dollar for everything you pick up on the beach. That's not. It's not a shell. And so uh, you're trying to take me off task here. And you're so, so good at coming back though, better and, and so stronger. The cool thing about his about his classroom, which is A21 USA Today way for you. That's your classroom. Mm. Is that he had a set of rules. And I still remember them. Number four, a good kid takes care of himself. Number five, a great kid takes care of others. Oh, wow. In the back of his classroom was a poster with his grandfather blown up. Kids didn't know it. And he went and took a yellow highlighter and he drew a circle around his head, above his head, like a halo. All the kids come and sit down. And they're all looking at that. That's the one thing that every kid in the room looked at. What is this picture of this old guy, bald, with a halo on his head? What is that? And he said, boys and girls, I see that you're looking at my friend Angel Bob. And Angel Bob watches over this classroom. He watches everything that goes on here. Angel Bob knows that a good kid takes care of himself and a great kid takes care of other people. If Angel Bob sees you doing something good, you may get a letter in the mail. My son Jack who wore those little glasses, had that big old head. Gosh, yes, he did. Super skinny. He ran down to that mailbox every mm. day for a year wow. looking, looking for that letter. Come March, cold, blistery, wind, he's got that letter. He comes running up. Daddy, Daddy, I got it. I got the letter from Major Bob. Oh, you did? Yeah, open it up. He opens it up. It's a form letter. Dear Line. Jack, <laughs> I saw you helping line, Billy. A good kid takes care of himself. A great kid takes care of other people. Mm. Keep taking care of Billy. Love, wow. Angel Bob. God, that's awesome. Now, how does that tie into what we're talking about here today? Feedback is where you learn the most. Feedback is where you learn the most. Mm. He got feedback from somebody that set the expectation about what was expected within the culture, the rock, and he got it, and he took it, and now he's going to do what? He's going to do more of it. Yeah, that's good. And it wasn't just the feedback, because the feedback was pretty general. Right. But it was the way, the caring, yeah. the way it was delivered. Yeah. Powerful idea, simple idea. Comes from a, a kindergarten classroom right here in the mecca of education, Rutherford County, beautiful Siegel Elementary School, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I went there. The baby goats, baby goats. Of course he did. Baby went goats. To seven schools. 
<laughs> Baby goats. In our next episode, we'll talk be talking about schools and how you transfer from <laughs> from one to another. Hey, we appreciate you being here. We think we're a quick cast. You know, a quick cast. It's a car ride home and a car ride back for Tyler. For John, John Byers, my good friend there that made the trip over the calming force of our show. We're glad that you keep tuning in. Check us out on Throw One Out. What's what's your favorite place to find it? Oh, wow. Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes. Spotify. Spotify. Did you know that we have a video piece? Because he didn't know that. We we're, we're actually check out the video piece. Yeah, I, I, I didn't that's know why John wore his pajamas. Somebody was concerned. I had my hat on backwards in the first one. I said, "Look, I, I just, didn't even know this was being filmed." I so. just hope I get a hat for John, for Tyler. I'm Colby Jubinville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom. Boom.